Hi everyone, today I want to address some material that's been in the news um, about uh, Harvey Weinstein, if that's how you pronounce his name, and uh, many of the accusations that are being leveled against him by various actresses in Hollywood or various models. Um, and what I want to do is I just want to look at it from a bit of a biblical perspective as well as a cultural perspective. Um, and so this is going to have some uh, mature content in it. So if this isn't something you want to listen to right now, you definitely don't have to or listen to it ever. I just want to share my thoughts and some of my perspectives on these news events that uh, I've been reading about. So I want to contrast two um, worldviews. I want to picture two teachers, two disciple makers, two influential people who have been teaching about how to look at um, human existence and especially relationships between men and women and sexuality. And the first, I want to start off with Jesus, and I want to go to his Sermon on the Mount for a um, worldview about how men should think about women and out of those thoughts, treat them as people. Jesus said, this is the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, verse 27, You've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members then that your whole body go into hell. So this is the first person I'm presenting to you is Jesus um, as a teacher of how men should think about women. And, and this isn't the only thing he said, but this is a real um, peg driven into the mountainside that is holds his teaching that you can rope into to climb the wall of life, if you want to put it like that. Sorry for the metaphor, but this is a central bastion and a pillar of his teaching about how men are supposed to think about women and how they're supposed to treat them. He says, um, you have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery, and that's the Ten Commandments. And so he's saying this is God's word, but how do you apply it? He says, this is how you apply that. Even if you look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. And adultery is one of the big ten from the Old Testament, which uh, was punishable by death. And so he says, if your right hand causes you to sin, tear it out, throw it away, so that you don't go to hell. So this is the level of intensity that Jesus is teaching, um, that the purity with which men should treat women needs to start in their most inner person, and it needs to be so vigorously pursued, it's like you are fighting for your eternal life. That's the level of intensity. You can't even think lustfully about women. You can't even use them in your mind. You can't treat them like a piece of meat, even in your heart of hearts where you think nobody can see it. God is watching. Even there, you have to pursue purity. And the stakes aren't just whether or not you're a nice guy or not. The stakes aren't whether or not your name's going to appear in a newspaper. The stakes are your eternal soul. So this is Jesus' teaching and the way he wants us to think about it. Another person I, 
I want to uh, bring up is an individual who was na- named Hugh Hefner, who died very recently. And sometimes, you know, I know that God is in charge of every event in human history, but sometimes I think he makes things pretty blatant. Um, and I'm going to pre- come back to that in a second. Hugh Hefner was the founder of Playboy magazine. And if there were, if you could kind of encapsulate his discipleship for men, his his picture was, or his belief was, um, any kind of sexual desire is normal. And elite men, manly men, true men, are sophisticated, and they have um, free sexual relationships with women, and they pursue um, multiple relationships as a way of being a man, of satisfying desires. And so his magazine was an homage to this teaching to this discipleship. Um, how should you think about women? Well, you should say, I want to be a sophisticated um, man, and so I'm going to pursue multiple relationships with multiple women. And if you're this kind of sophisticated man who's kind of sexually out there and sexually aggressive and going for it, um, beautiful women will want you to have them. And so part of every Playboy magazine for decades and decades was this centerfold uh, multiple nude photos of a of a actress or a model and then a centerfold a really big picture in the middle and that centerfold was kind of what made them famous and so here's the the message that Hugh Hefner is saying to men if you want to be a real man if you um you need to be smart sophisticated you need to be a playboy and if you are a playboy models and actresses will want you to have them will want you to see them naked they'll make themselves vulnerable to you and you can have them that's the message that's what he was discipling the world in so two different messages about manhood womanhood what it means to be a man and um, how you should think about and treat women jesus you need to treat them purely in your heart of hearts and you're fighting for your life in this or Hugh Hefner um, if you want to be a real man have women beautiful ones and they want you to have them look at these women who've made themselves available to you in my magazine you just buy my magazine and they give themselves to you that is the competing messages and which brings me to Harvey Weinstein okay um, it's pretty obvious if all these allegations are true, which I, I, they seem to be really amounting, and I think he's admitted that there's something going on here. So it's not proven in a court of law yet, but it seems like there's a lot of truth running around here. Um, and so if all of a sudden it turns out that this it, this is all made up, and I don't think it is, but you know, crazy things happen. If it turns out it's all made up, then I will have to apologize. But let's just assume that by and large it's true just for discussion. Um, he He's very obviously a student of um, Hugh Hefner, passed away very recently. And the, the crazy thing that is that when he passed away, nobody was kind of upset about him, about this worldview that he was propagating. Nobody thought there was anything wrong. You know, the obituary was just like, well, he revolutionized the world and he brought sexual freedom and he had this big mansion where who knows what happened inside of that mansion. And then now he's dead and buried beside Mar- Marilyn Monroe. So just fairly innocuous and who cares but here comes this guy who really tried to live the playboy lifestyle he was super rich and because he was rich he funded 
Hollywood movies, which brought him into near constant contact with beautiful actresses and beautiful models, and he tried to be a playboy with them. He tried to put the moves on them and sometimes was forceful, and who knows what all really happened, but it was obviously really bad. But this is the thing about what happened here. He was living out the playboy lifestyle. That's what he was doing. He was, with whatever damage was happening, he was doing what the what the Hugh Hefners of the world discipled him into. They said, this is the worldview, and this is how it should happen. Now, just about the events that happened, again, I, I don't totally know what happened. I don't know if we ever will find out the details, and I don't know if we need to know the details. But let me say this. If there were a button that you could press so that no woman was ever again violated or assaulted or wounded in these ways, I would press it in a second, hands down, no hesitation. If if I could just press a button and ensure the safety from um, assaults or from violations from anybody, men or women, I would press it in a second. These things, when they happen, are so terrible, so damaging, so just deeply, deeply, deeply wrong. And I think that the more you know God, the more you know God through Christ and his intention for humanity, his intention for sexuality, the more disturbing these things are because they are so far from being Christ-like. They're so anti-Christ and the opposite of Christ. Here's Jesus dying for his bride, and here's somebody else sacrificing women for his personal pleasure. The complete opposite of what a man is meant to be like or what the man God, Jesus Christ, is like. And so I just, I just, you can hear me kind of hedging my bets because we're still in the midst of the story, but don't hear me saying that there's anything excusable about this stuff. Even as I point out roots of behavior or how I imagine culturally and with worldview things work together in this. Don't hear me saying that I'm okay with any of this stuff. If there were a button and I could just press it at whatever the cost, pretty much, I would. Um, but this is the cost, in my opinion. A lot of people going to have a lot of different opinions about what the problem is and how to fix it. This, this is the cost. The cost of um, having a world where this kind of stuff doesn't happen is that the men all need to be discipled by Jesus in their hearts, not just going to church, not just playing church, not just pretending. If every guy was fully discipled by Christ and believing the Sermon on the Mount's teachings along with everything else that the New Testament calls us to, this problem would evaporate. It would disappear. It would just be gone like mist on a sunny morning. It would just never happen again because the root of the problem is uh, what we think about God, what we think about ourselves, and what we think it makes it okay for us to do with and to other people. Now, the thing that makes this whole scenario very messy is that, you know, I'm talking about a world or a person discipled by Hugh Hefner's vision of manhood, sexuality, and women. Be a playboy. Get the beautiful women. They want you to have them. If there's any community in North America that has really absorbed the playboy lifestyle and kind of a lot of the the teachings of it, it would be Hollywood. 
if there's any place on earth that rejects kind of Christian teachings about sexuality, if there's any place on earth that kind of promotes manly, aggressive, violent men and women swooning at their feet and uh, beautiful ladies that just want you to see them either naked or in a sex scene, it would be Hollywood. Hollywood is the most Hefner-esque place in the world outside of a pornography studio. It just kind of is. And so one of the things that's been uh, ambivalent for me watching this is that uh, many of these women who are bringing the allegations, and again, I, I wish nothing bad had ever happened to them, um, they have all been in movies that have uh, either where they've chosen to expose their bodies to everybody, and it, in a movie where you cho- where you reveal your body in nudity, it is, will be seen by tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people, or they've acted on a sex scene that is designed to stir up lust. And so it, there is this massive participation in a culture that is a Playboy-esque culture. And so one of the, the tragic things is that um, it, it's just a mess. It's not like there's something pure or innocent in all of this. And again, if I could have made it so that nothing bad had ever happened to any of these women, I would have. But the cost for many of these women to not be in those participations would have been to reject the Hollywood promise of fame and power and prestige. It would have been just to reject the whole enterprise of um, trying to live out the Playboy message, which is about just like beauty, power, sexuality, freedom, choice, liberty, and being a Playboy. So, for instance, in a recent movie, uh, trilogy, anthology, um, go to the Marvel movies and you you look at Iron Man. What's he like? Well, he's a playboy. And he womanizes a bit in those movies. He's a bit of a Weinstein. And, and, And he's the hero. And sadly, one of the ladies bringing an accusation against Weinstein was actually in those movies. And so it's like, it's just a very complicated scenario. And there's lots to grieve over and lots to wish were different. Another example would be this. Not long ago, there was this really great business called VidAngel. And what their business model was, was they would buy all these Hollywood movies and that they would um, use technology to allow users to rent these Hollywood movies, but edit out the content. You could take out swearing if you didn't want swearing. You could take out um, taking the Lord's name in vain if you didn't want that. And you could edit out um, nudity and sex scenes. You could actually clean up a movie. You could take a movie that's rated R and you could bring it all the way down to a movie with that's rated G, which I thought would, was a great idea. And probably you would think that Hollywood like, would like that if they're able to expand the amount of people renting their movies or buying their movies. Um, you'd think that'd be good. It would just be increasing the audience size for any one of their movies. Well, what ended up happening was that they sued VidAngel and shut down their business. They fought it a long time, but they eventually got shut down. And the thing was, they didn't want anybody editing out the garbage. They didn't want anybody taking an R-rated movie that had way too much skin in it and 
editing out the skin so that they could um, kind of watch the story without getting slimed by the junk. They just thought, you know, this is our art, this is our message, this is what we're going for. And so they sued VidAngel, shut it down. And the crazy thing is that was going to cost them money because VidAngel was buying um, thousands and thousands and thousands of hard copies of their DVDs so that they could legally put um, rent out those copies by digitally. So they're trying to be as legal as possible, but they got shut down for the editing of the the junk out of movies. So Hollywood was just saying like, look, this is what we're here for. You cannot edit out our violence. You cannot edit out our swearing. You cannot edit out our um, sexual immorality. It's what we're doing. And if you try to do that, we'll sue you, even if it's going to cost us money. But this is what I want Christians to think over. As the as the media and the Hollywood world tries to deal with this and bring about change, because they do want change, right? They don't want it. The, we're not to get swept along with what they say is going to fix the problems, because they often want to hold on to the things that are the root problem. The root problem being rejecting God and his intentions for men and women. That's the root problem. Because if every man in in California um, got converted and heard the Sermon on the Mount and said, I am going to believe what Jesus said and I'm going to live like that. I am going to honor women from the top of my head to the tips of my toes down to the deepest part of my heart. And I am going to fight to think of them purely like my eternal soul depended on it. Would anything like this happen? And that's the cost. That's kind of the cost of creating an environment and a culture where women are safe all the time, is that um, we have to receive Jesus, really, really, really receive him. Now, it's really easy to come back on here and say that, um, you know, the church or Christians are, are just as bad or bad things happen there. And I'm with you. I'm super sensitive in the news to anything that involves pastors and scandals, as you could probably appreciate. So there's one pastor and his wife in Canada right now in trouble because it looks like they orchestrated some kind of assaults among the youth group. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And there's another pastor, I think in Ontario, who is wanting a retrial. He's been convicted of murdering his wife so that he could continue to have an affair with another woman. Um, I, I'm really sensitive to these these exposés, and it just grieves my soul. But whenever these kinds of things happen in the church or whatever, I can come back and I can say, that is real hypocrisy. That is a total rejection of Christ because we know what Christ actually taught. It's supposed to be lust-rejecting pure thinking to the depths of our souls, fighting to win this battle like our eternal lives depending on it. That's what Jesus called us to. And so anything apart from that is is falling away from the Christian vision. Do you know what I mean? Which is contrasted to the Hollywood culture where it it's, it's Hefner-esque. It's playboy culture. And so when... Um, these kinds of things happen where you have guys who see themselves as rich and powerful and in control and want to be surrounded by beautiful women so that they can have beautiful women, assuming that all these beautiful women want to be had, 
uh, whether it takes some aggression or force or threatening in order to accomplish it, that is a playboy lifestyle. That is the world that Hugh Hefner brought into North America, which was widely received and widely accepted and strangely respected sometimes. So this is what I'm pointing out. We have... um, a worldview that is adopted and has turned out to be real carnage to women. And you can't rescue the women or help the women without really rejecting the worldview. And the true alternative will be coming to Christ, returning to God through Christ, not not staring at the failures of um, hypocrites or the failures of Christians who just failed, but looking to the Lord as the one who's saying, this is what it should be like. And and seeking to follow him. Thanks for listening with this. I know it's not the easiest topic, not the easiest subject, lots to think about, but I encourage you strongly to um, see the hard things that we see in the world and not abandon faith and not get swept up into the, the solutions that the world offers but to come back to scripture and come back to God by hearing his word and saying, God, what do you say about this stuff? And what do you say is the way out so that I can be a part of your solution instead of a part of the problem? Lots to think about. And may the Lord bless you as you think about these things.